Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. What's shaking, Daniel? Just a beautiful time of year. It is beautiful. How is your bike riding? Cycling? What do I call that? How are your cycling? Cycling. Good. It's going well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, coming into indoor race season. So for people who listen to the podcast for a while, I do a lot of indoor virtual cycling on a program called Zwift. And, was it, what is it uh, Zwift. Zwift. Mm-hmm. So if anybody wants to hit you up on Zwift, yeah. they can find you on there. Search for me. Uh, my name is in the podcast title or authors or whatever. I'm pretty sure I'm the only Zolno on Zwift. Uh, that's a so. C-Z-U-L-N-O. Yeah. Or C-Z for our European counterparts. Uh, oh, yeah. yes. Be perfectly all right. Thank you. So, Because every now and then we get a European listener. I bumped into somebody just recently, and they were talking about, you know, oh, they listen to podcasts. Oh, you run, da-da-da. Yeah, I can't run. I got to see They said, I'm thinking about joining Daniel and all the cycling stuff. I mean, they don't have a bike or anything. And, and I was like, you should do it. So that's cool. So people can hit you up on Yeah, Zwift. if we have enough listeners that actually Zwift, I would do a group ride of what? listeners. Holy helmets, Batman. Yeah. We there can get you on. go. We can chat, hang out, talk money stuff whilst riding bikes. Wow. That would be really cool. You should do that. Yeah. Reach that out. Let really us know. Good. There you go. So if you are a cyclist, how, how are you going to coordinate this? How niche would that be? Like of the DIY money listeners, there's a lot. There's we X 10, amount of cyclists, listeners. X amount of people that actually endorse cycle. Hey, what do you need? Five? Yeah. I mean, I would do it for so like if three. If you're a cyclist out there, drop us a line and say, yeah, I'd love to connect and, and do the whatever. Yeah. I'll set up a group ride. DM, you can Instagram DM me. Slide can, into, wait, let me tell, let me do this. I want you to slide into Daniel's DMs. You're more than welcome to do that. Slide up in there. But yeah, I'll set up a I'll set up an event. We can ride. There we can you roll. Go. I love that. That's really cool. Can't do that with running. You could. I told people if there's, there's running on in there's West running Lafayette, on, Indiana, be be running feel, on Swift. Feel really? You can run in the virtual world and do meetups and stuff like that and chat and do stuff. You run outside in the you virtual run, world. You or? could. You, most people do it on a treadmill. That's terrible. I can't do that. Yeah, I'm allergic to treadmills. Ugh. Okay, we. I am super excited about today's question. Not just because of the question. The question's pretty good. We have great. a listener who who dropped us a question from one of my favorite countries in the world. Wow, that's really excluding a lot of other countries. It's just telling you. We're going across the pond to Italy, and we have Carlo. What do you got? D-I-Y! Hi, DIY Money. This is Carlo from Italy, 38, two kids, lovely wife. I've got a 12-month emergency fund, uh, retirement vehicles, no debt other than a small mortgage. I must say that you played a big role in keeping my finances in order because in your show you give advices that are mostly valid even in the other side of the Atlantic. Thank you for that. So I have some money that I regularly invest in a taxable account, mostly in broad index ETFs like the FTSE World. Problem is that those funds are dollar denominated and they are composed like 60% by US equities. Obviously, I have most of my income and other assets denominated in euros uh, that has recently reached the parity with the dollar, so the dollar is not cheap at all. 
Should I invest more in European equities or buy euro-edged funds or should I just keep investing in dollar-denominated things? Thanks and keep up the good work. So I know we've listened to this question ahead of time and I I, I want to – I'm going to approach it a few different ways because okay. I want to be careful that we're not getting into a discussion regarding – you know what which is we are currencies and where currencies are going so we'll we'll talk about that but every time i hear that question or every mm-hmm. time i hear carlo i've listened to it three or four times i know it's a little weird i only listen to him normally once but you know what i hear mm. francesco brannuli you know who francesco brannuli is oh my goodness daniel are Did you I? kidding me right now you, do your kids ever watch lightning mcqueen no Cars? No. Oh my gosh. It's that Italian formula car. His name is Francesco Bernoulli. Ah, oh, Francesco Bernoulli. Francesco Bernoulli is the Italian race car in Cars 2, I think. Okay. That basically, you know, uh, Lightning McQueen's girlfriend likes because, you know, he's Francesco Bernoulli. Okay. <laughs> Francesco needs a no strategy. It's a very simple. You start the race, wait for Lightning McQueen to choke, pass him, then win. Francesco always wins. Oh, my I goodness. This is dying. I thought weekend. we were going to have some great cars. bro talk about Carlo. <laughs> Nothing. Kids okay. don't watch a lot of movies. Uh, but I thought your kids would get into cars. Like, we like. We watch. We watch F one. No, 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 no. Like the movie cars, not. Cars. Oh yeah, like animated fake cars. No, we actually watch like <laughs> actual race cars. Oh boy. Well, all you listeners at home, you 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 know what I'm talking about because that was that was Francesco. I will say Brunulli. for Carlo, our youngest is a Ferrari fan. Well, and uh, Francesco Brunulli was an F one car, or whatever they're called, with the open wheels. Cool. Yeah. Okay. We're dying on the vine there. So let's go. So. You know, what Carlo is referring to is over the last couple of years, the United States dollar has increased in value against the euro considerably. Many people, when they think of the dollar value, they they don't understand that uh, that fiat currencies are always benchmarked against other currencies. So a little economics lesson, many people over the last decade or so that have fallen into the belief that the United States dollar would basically fall into the abyss and be worth zero, primarily because our Federal Reserve was printing or, or you know engaging in so much liquidity, they were wrong. And the reason they were wrong is because you have to follow that up with, it, with another question that says, against what currency? So if someone says, well, the dollar is going to be worthless, you have to say, really? Against what currency? The biggest currency in the world next to the dollar is the euro. Beyond that is the yen, and then we have kind of a basket of of currencies thereafter. So over the last several years, the United States dollar has gained strength, considerable strength against the euro, such that the first time in my lifetime, it's actually equal to that of the euro. Best time ever to go to Europe right now. So ultimately, what Carlo is saying is that his investments that have been denominated in dollars, theoretically, if he were to bring that back in to euros, they would be worth more because the dollar has strengthened. However, the euro-denominated or euro investments have not been as attractive because the euro has been declining. Now, I'm actually going to kind of give my economic view, and then I'm going to give my guidance on what I think you know, would be what I would say to you if you and I were having 
a glass of wine in your country, which, Carlo, we're going to do at some point. First thing I would say is I think the dollar is probably going to be peaking soon. Uh, despite what everybody might think, I do believe the dollar is not going to stay at these elevated levels and ultimately will start a descent that could last for a very, very long time. Now, uh, I could be wrong. That is one man's opinion. So take that for what it's worth, Carlo, uh, and, and sort of, you know, maybe use your own guidance or judgment accordingly. But that is my view. My view is that we have a inflated dollar due to our Federal Reserve propping up the dollar. Uh, other countries like yours uh, falling into some really economic difficulties, particularly with the fallout from the Russian-Ukraine war and your energy issues and so forth, and that's creating a, a, a challenge with your currency. Now, all that to say if you've got an investment plan and you have your assets allocated as you feel they should be, minor, well, l- large fluctuations both in prices of assets and or currencies should not impact that. I believe if you have them set, then you should leave them and you should possibly just rebalance and stay on the trajectory that you're on. You've done a magnificent job. I don't think you need to tweak it just based upon, you know, again, short-term currency fluctuations. What say you, Daniel? Yeah, I think, well, one, this is a great question because most U.S. investors never have to think about this. Mm. Uh, so when I say that, I mean that, you know, we invest in our 401ks. We invest in sort of the general markets. The majority of our investments are in U.S. indices and companies. We don't really, like, we have international um, funds and stuff, but we don't really think as much about the uh, currencies because the the investments we're buying are dollar-denominated investments, and then we're selling them and then spending our dollars. And so we just don't have to think about that, uh, even if we're buying international funds, which inherently then have international revenue, uh, so different currency revenue and different currency profits. And so if you really dove into that, you would see that sometimes they can be profitable, yet the actual fund or the company in dollar-denominated terms is not because of the currency fluctuations, et cetera, et cetera. However, what Carlo is saying is that he he can't do that. He's buying these investments in dollar denomination, but he's having to effectively take euro, euros uh, to buy a dollar denominated asset. And then when he sells it, he's having them to convert it to euros. So he's consistently having to have that currency risk. Uh, just n- not something our typical listener has to think about. So uh, if that's the case, then I would say um, if I was doing planning for somebody like this, not to be fair, uh, my investment advisor registration and CFP designation and all that is United States oriented. So I have no authority really uh, to give somebody who is an investor living in Italy only sort of doing uh, Italian finances advice, but this is an advice. This is just what I would do if I was in this situation in Italy. I would have some level of hedged exposure there um, because you never know what's going to happen. And if so if I were in the U.S. right now and I was buying into, say, uh, Japan or China or something like that as an investment, I would want to make sure that when I sold that, I got the dollar worth of that that I needed. And so the only way to do that is to utilize a some type of currency hedging. Um, there's multiple ways you could do that. It could be really complex. One way to do that is there's currency hedged ETFs. 
um, that are on offer for a lot of those things. I'm not sure if Carlo has those available. It kind of mentioned it, so it sounded like maybe he has it available. There are also maybe ways that he can hedge his portfolio via currency, etc. So, uh, and to break that down for listeners, what we're talking about when we say hedging a portfolio um, or currency hedging is that effectively you are counterbalancing the currency exposure. So the way that happens is in the ETF, let's say an international ETF that you can buy in the US that's currency hedged. The ETF itself is making sure that there's currency investments happening in there that are ensuring that the performance you get is relative to the dollar rather than relative to the currency in the other country. It's getting really technical really quickly. Well, here's my question, though. I mean, if he's in Italy, mm-hmm. even though he's buying you know, dollar-denominated investments, wh- what does it matter? Because I mean, he cares? has the exposure to the euro. So when we buy a dollar-denominated, you know, when we buy an S&P 500 fund, and we get a 10% return, that 10% return is in the dollar. And so we don't really care what that return is relative to the euro or the yen or whatever. Right. So if but isn't he, he wants to spend euros, so he wants to make sure when he sells that, that he has a euro to spend, not a dollar to spend. So he could run into a scenario where he gets a great return on his investment, but because he has to sell that, convert it back to the currency, Right. when he converts it back to the currency, that could dramatically impact his return. But what I gathered he was asking is, mm-hmm. because the dollar has strengthened mm-hmm. against the euro, that's been a really good thing for him. And now he's wondering, should he buy more European assets because the the euro is, is so low? Yeah, potentially. I mean, I wouldn't time it. I would just make sure, regardless of what country you're in, that you had the spending power in the country that you were in. Right. So well, unless you were taking a concentrated bet on the U.S. is going to do better over time. So if you were in a country with a failing currency, mm-hmm. you know— uh, an emerging market country has crazy inflation and yeah. terrible currency, then obviously I would invest can, in a stable can I, currency. Can I say one other thing, Carlo? Because I, I want to make sure that, because uh, it is a kind of an economic backdrop question, there's an assumption that that uh, if the dollar were to go down and the euro were to start going up, that might be good for European assets. I actually think that would be I personally think that's going to be better for the United States assets and ultimately the idea of buying uh, European investments right now just because they're depressed because, you know, which doesn't really make sense if the year. Anyways, whatever. Um, I, I don't like that. In fact, one of the caps that we have in our markets right now, the reason our markets are struggling so much is the strength of the dollar uh, because United States companies are so dependent upon international um, exposure. So as the dollar is strengthening, all that money coming back into the United States is worth less. 20-some percent of the S&P 500 earnings are from Europe. So again, I, I think if I if I understand what you're asking is, hey, I've done well in this because every time I bring my money back to the euro, it's been worth more because the euro is going down. Okay, I think that's what you're saying. That makes sense. So should I now, because it's at parity, should I now look at more European investments, which then would make you assume that those European investments are going to do better. Now, as Daniel's saying, you have some currency risk if the euro starts to strengthen against the dollar. However, 
I do believe if the dollar were to decline, the valuation of the assets in the United States would go up considerably. In fact, I believe that if we start to really see a, a, a significant decline in the dollar, uh, that would ultimately lead to monetary devaluation inflation, which we haven't seen uh, in this country since the 70s, despite what everybody thinks right now. And markets, stock markets, things like gold, et cetera, would do exceptionally well. So this is a great question. It gets really into the weeds. Um, I hope we've answered it. I mean, I, we could well, spend hours Yeah, I mean, this is like this. an hour-long webinar on how to invest as an international currency-exposed yeah. individual. So. But again, I, I, I think you hit the nail on the head. Most domestic investors, we don't have to worry about this at all. However, uh, we have to worry about it from the sense that as our dollar has strengthened, this is one of the reasons the market has stunk. Yeah. So we, we don't necessarily worry about it by converting our currency, but we certainly feel it as the markets gyrate mm -hmm. often due to currency movements. And it's also sometimes why you look at an international ETF or fund and the performance looks vastly different than what you expect in the U.S. Sometimes that's just because the investments stink, but sometimes it's actually because of the currency difference. Carlo, hopefully we, we shed some light on that uh, and provided some value. Would love it. I mean, obviously, you and I have dialogued already uh, privately, but if you have other further questions or needed some further explanation, feel free to hit us up, and we'll try to provide some, some further color. Keep up the great work. It sounds like uh, you're doing great uh, with all things DIY Money Lifestyle across the pond, and I'm not joking at all. Carlo and I will share a glass of wine in Italy in the future, no question about it. Guido, your eyes do not deceive you. We are in Italy. He's south of Venice. I have not yet been to Venice. What's south of Venice? Where Carlo is. Where's Venice? Like, like where's Venice on the boot? Uh, north. Northern. Okay. Between extreme north and central. Gotcha. Thanks. I it's think. helpful. I don't know my... I don't know that nuanced European geography. I think. Sorry. If he, he could be like, oh boy, Quinn, that's not where it is at all. <laughs> don't take a flight there. <laughs> Anyways, well, I've only been to Rome and Florence, both of which I loved. Okay. I liked Florence better than Rome. Yeah, I remember oh. hearing the Florence stories. Mm. Anyways, all right, Carlo, thanks so much. We'll send you a $25 Amazon gift card denominated in dollars through Amazon. Hopefully that works. It'll auto-convert, though. So. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, it's one for one, so there you go. 25 euro. You've been listening to whatever. What do I say? I don't say that. I say, remember, the secret to wealth is pretty simple. Live on less than you make, invest the rest, and do so for a very long time. Ciao. There you go. Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your question aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.